Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. So you might have heard about a book, it's been around for a while, called The Prayer of Jabez by Brooke Wilkerson, and I appreciate the insight of this book a lot. In the, in, in the first chapter, the author speaks of being a gimper for God, someone who does extra, more than what is expected, and goes further than required, like Jabez did. So pray like he prayed. It's like adding, what he says is like, it's like adding the ornamental extras to the upholstery that re- represents greater quality greater value. It's being the person, the gimper who does the gimping. It's adding the extra to make it higher quality, to add something to it. And Jabez wanted to do more for God with God, like we do. So he made a straightforward request of God. Now his mother named him Jabez because he brought her so much pain in childbirth. So his life began in pain. And then he prayed to have a life without pain, and then it all changed. So see this? Like he, he prayed according to his heart's desire to be free from the overarching theme of his life that his mother gave to him, and God said, yes, okay, and changed it all. So let's look at the scripture real quick. First Chronicles 4.10, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me, that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And then God granted what he asked. Okay, hello. God gave Jabez the answer to his prayer. He gave him everything he asked for. This means that God blessed him. He enlarged his border, his territory, everything that he could put his hand to, meaning land, children, all, that's what it meant back in that day. And that his hand was with him. So God was with him. His hand was on his life. And he kept him from harm so that this enlarging, this blessing, this life would not bring Jabez more pain. God gave him what he asked for. This is We don't pray like this often in life because we get stuck in the like, well, I don't know. Is it okay? Is it greedy? Is it prideful to ask for a blessing? And we don't even live in a culture where it's normal to ask our parents for a blessing anymore. So what does it even mean that God granted his request? Think about that. What would it look like to you if you prayed a straightforward prayer today and then God granted your request? What would your future look like? It doesn't mean everything changes in the moment in the natural, but it does mean everything changes in the moment in the spirit. 
So Jabez's natural surroundings probably didn't shift immediately when he prayed that. It means that the Spirit of God began doing something new in his life and changing things and bringing transformation, healing, and deliverance and salvation to his life. And Jabez's spirit began to have expectancy it didn't have before. Over time, things must have shifted. It doesn't mean there was a magical genie in a bottle and suddenly everything around him turned to gold and all of the pain was gone and the world fell away, right? In our culture and our day, we expect immediate gratification. We think that a prayer should change the actual moment we are in. But the spiritual and natural laws set in place by God, they are there to create a flow of shifting and change over time. Yes, God can heal in a moment. God does bring deliverance quickly. But a lot of our prayers are going to actually manifest over a season and a time frame and a lifetime. So the Bible said that Jabez was more honorable than the rest. So how can you reach for more? How can you seek to offer God more than you are already to bring the kingdom to earth in a deeper way, more impactful way to walk in your calling in ways that you never thought you were capable? So this doesn't mean that the rest were made less honorable so Jabez could be more than more honorable than them. It has nothing to do with the rest. It has to do with his desire to have been more, something more closer to fulfilling the greatest capacity he could. It means Jabez went for it. He wasn't small-minded. He wasn't stuck in unbelief. He was wholeheartedly seeking God's best. He wasn't acting like an orphan when he prayed this. He He was talking like a son. He was pursuing the God of Israel as such a holy, mighty being that he'd be able to grant Jabez something so big as what he asked for. He was hoping He was reaching. He was believing. And he wasn't even being super specific of like, you know, God, could you just give me this one thing, please? Could you enlarge the territory of my business? Could you, could your hand be on my finances? Like he wasn't even being specific. He was asking for a really big, like a change of life, a lifestyle shift, the way that his whole life would be. Do this big thing in my life, God, and I will try to pursue you, seek you out, seek your kingdom first, and be honorable before you so that you can trust me when you grant me my request. What would this look like for you? If you could pray anything and know without a doubt it would be granted, what would you pray? This is how Jabez approached God in his prayer life. And in the middle of tons of names in the Bible, this like whole slew of what was going on in Chronicles, right? He stood out. The the historian wrote his name in, pointed him out as a man who stood stood ahead higher than others around him because of how honorable he was. And what he prayed was recorded for all of eternity. And I believe that an honorable person is a person who prays. So the prayer of Jabez's book is really insightful But we have to remember not to worship a teaching or make a prayer our center. Jesus is our center. He's the only. He is our only, right? But allowing certain prayers to become part of your heart's cry on a consistent basis is really powerful. It's like praying for the salvation of your family every day, even in short blasts, right? So I want to ask a question. 
What is standing in the way of your belief that God would want to bless you and grant you what you ask? Is it because of how in the past you've had the expectation that what you pray should manifest immediately and in the way you determined it should, so you end up being disappointment and disillusioned? Is it because you don't recognize your sonship at a deep enough level that you operate from it? Is it head knowledge, but it hasn't made it into the depths of your soul and your spirit's not leading you as a son or a daughter, but your soul is still leading you as an orphan? Is it because you have offense towards God specifically as a father? So you think he won't bless you or because you shame yourself so much that you don't believe he would do something just for you because you think you're too dark inside to be loved or cared about or responded to. Well, maybe you and I aren't the ones who stand on the honorable soapbox and get noticed above everybody else. But here's the truth. Because of Jesus, all that's taken care of. You have been seated in heavenly places. God loves you. He cares for you. You are in that higher place. And you, it, in the spirit, let's, that's where you are. That's where you live now. Your, your true inner man lives in the spirit with God. And he wants to grant you your heart's desires. And when we pray according to his will and not ours, he always answers. The key is knowing and accepting that praying his will means we're not going to get our immediate gratification and the instant change that we impatiently ask for. When we pray his will and not ours, we find that the prayers are answered over time. Sometimes over time, as in minutes, hours, or days, but sometimes over time, meaning months, years, and decades. And that has to become okay with us. And, and your spirit knows that that is okay because your spirit and the spirit of God within you understands that that is the best plan, right? Your soul is impatient. The key here is that when you pray, you have to believe without doubting that he's answering and your prayer matters because you are a son. You are a daughter and his heart is for you because he's your dad. He's not like your earthly dad. He's your real dad. And the book of James says that when we ask, we need to believe. In chapter one, verse six, it says, Just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith without doubting that you're going to receive. And I think that this is what Jabez knew, that to receive, he needed to believe. And then he made his request known to God, like Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. You know the song. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Your heart and your mind. Okay. The peace of God surpasses your ability to understand it, and it will guard your soul because of Jesus. Amen. Right? So God has so much waiting for you. There are many, many blessings that wait for you. God's not just sitting there waiting on you. Your blessings are though. They're waiting for you to become aware of them, to reach out for them, to hope for them and have expectancy about them, to follow and desire them and to become hungry and desperate for them so that you will turn it into a prayer and you'll go to God with it. So my version of Jabez's prayer goes like this. I just say, God of Israel, because this is who he is, okay? He is the God of Israel, and that means more than you can imagine. 
on the surface. God of Israel, I ask you to bless me, my house, and all the things I put my hands to. I pray that you would enlarge my territory and my border so I can be a kingdom bringer. I ask that your hand will be with me to provide and protect and guide, and that you would keep me from harm and evil so it won't lead me into pain. Thank you for granting me what I ask for your favor and for your love. In Jesus' name, I pray. So the prayer of Jabez has four main elements. It's not a formula or a recipe you should expect will work like instantaneous magic. Nope. It's just a template. It gives us direction and permission. So it says, Lord, bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from evil. So what is your prayer today? How could you contextualize these four elements and make them specific to the cry of your heart? It could be, Lord, bless my children, enlarge my territory with them so they receive my love and yours. Let your hand always be upon them and keep them from evil doing, evil ways, and attack. Thank you for granting me what I ask. Okay, I believe that thanking God for what we ask for is actually part of the belief we need to operate in because it signifies that we believe he's going to do it. So I'm, I'm thanking him not only in advance of seeing results, but because right now I believe he's already begun to move things in the direction as soon as I ask. If not before, because he knew what I was going to ask before I asked it. And then we enter his courts with Thanksgiving. And I want to live in his courts so I can see his perspective. I want to see my life from that vantage point, right? Like, don't you want to live in the courts of heaven? So another way to do it is you could say, Lord, bless my business or my ministry. Enlarge my territory within it so I can be benevolent, be a blessing through it. Let your hand be on it so that all see your favor and your face when they find it, when they find the website, when they pass through the doors, when they work with me. Keep my business or my ministry from attack and protect it from evil so that your blessing of this this business or this ministry actually has a greater focus instead of the pain from the attack. Thank you for your desire for all of these things. And that you are granting me what I ask because of your great love for this daughter in Jesus' name, right? So I encourage you to live with expectancy instead of fear or scarcity and begin to reach out to God with prayers that invite his hand to move on your life. He wants to, I can promise you. And it'll bring more healing and restoration to your soul as you actually begin to see him move through answered prayer over time, according to his will, because you have expectancy and you're inviting him to move in your life. Okay. All right. Well, bless you. I hope you have a fantastic day. And don't forget, you have till tomorrow night, um, April 16th at midnight to get $100 off the greenhouse course or the call to coach creative mastermind. All the links are in the note, all the direction how to do that. I'd love to see you in there. And remember, all things are possible for you. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.